0: Hello and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. I'm your host Janine Kathleen and I am delighted to introduce you into awareness, mindset, heartset, gutset, better ways of using your language and creating that wonderful and incredible life you love. Whether it's myself or myself and a guest, you will always come away with tips, tools and ways of creating expansively in your life. Thank you for joining me today and let's get on with it. Hello beautiful people and I am so privileged to have Daniela Hartman join me. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm Janine from Janine Kathleen, the founder of um, a company offering personal leadership coaching and psychic healing. And Daniela is our guest today on the Mindset Alchemy podcast. Daniela, so welcome. I'm so glad, so welcome. I'm so delighted to have you join me, especially seeing as you're having a wonderful summer of travel and of adventure. How are you today?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you so much, Janine, for having me on your show. That is a real privilege.
0: Um, The privilege is all mine. (laughs) People, I had the most incredible chat with Daniela, and one of the reasons I invited her onto the show is because she has had such a varied experience in life and has the most incredible focus. Daniela, could you share with us a bit about the grid blueprint and what brought you to this place?
1: Thank you so much. Um, what brought me to this place was that I, uh, some years back, already 20 years back, I uh, worked for the UN, I loved it. I love the international uh, environment and um, these very exciting topics we were working on, and we're actually in South Africa, in your home country, uh, working on HIV and AIDS. Um, But I could find a few things that were quite challenging to my integrity Mm -hmm. and to the way I saw the world and how the world was mirrored in this very complex environment. Um, So I thought these kind of inequalities I was seeing, these problems that I was seeing to me had the root in the mind and in our perception and that we need to, first of all, get to know our mind to then really live and be the person that we want to be and find actually the obstacles inside of ourselves, first of all, to then be able to tackle uh, what is going wrong in the outside So my next step was to South India, uh, into a Buddhist uh, monastery, Tibetan Buddhist monastery. And I stayed there for more than eight years to study philosophy, meditation, and then worked as a translator for another 10 years. So I spent over 20 years in Asia, in Nepal and India, and then just came back to Europe um, 2021 and really settled to early 23 to bring this, what I have learned to uh, people here in let's say the western world or European world or international world as I saw people were struggling with the same thing you know not knowing themselves properly knowing something is wrong and trying to fix something on the outside that Mm -hmm. can't be fixed if you are not grounded and you you, you don't have your own value system your own authenticity in place
0: That is a very valuable statement right there. Can you please help us explore what being grounded in ourselves means for you? And how do you offer it to your clients?
1: Well, to me, um, we, in Tibetan, we have a word that is or actually a, a sequence or so ter some gom we say. To means to learn, uh, so intellectually learn something when then there's some which we call contemplation. We actually sit down with what we've learned and we bring our own filters to it you know what's applicable to me what not why what can i do and then we tailor uh actually what is our concussion of truth or happiness or what we need and then we go to gum and it's often translated as meditation but it's actually familiarization so we put a focus on what we want to learn, on what we want to deepen, so we can do a sitting meditation. Become aware, you know, of our body. I always talk about the three minds called brain mind, heart mind, gut mind. I know you talk about the same thing, aligning them. Then we're grounded, then we know where we are, who we are right now, and then we can interact from our heart and authentically with our outside. And the grid is, growth, responsibility, integrity, and diversity. So growth is the deep dive into how have I become who I am and where do I wanna go? And responsibilities, how do we, I become responsible of my mind and my actions, integrity, according to my values and how can I stand up to for them? And diversity is in a world that is extremely diverse in all senses. Mm-hmm. So it's connection to ourselves connection to the people around and to represent ourselves on a broader scale authentically
0: I truly believe in meditation and I know from having spoken to you before that you have had incredible depths of experience with this grounding integration and bringing into yourself that deep knowingness I actually read something the other day that so resonated with me that we actually have seven senses, and the seventh sense is that of inner knowing. And as you describe this, that is what came forward for me. With our heart, our mind, and our gut hearts. Where did that help you go into that deepened experience of meditation? And where do you feel that this is maybe? I, I hesitate to use the word missing, and yet that people may be missing it.
1: Well, there's two parts to that. Um, and I would want to start with a missing. Um, in Buddhism, we have something also, uh, t- we tackle it from view, meditation, and action. Mm-hmm. And view is intention. You know, what do we actually want? where is our mind, where is our heart? And then focus in our meditation on what we want to grow and what we want to weaken in ourselves. And we usually don't actually fight against anything, we actually strengthen. So we have to, um, we say there there can't be simultaneously, there can't be two states of mind. They can be very quickly one after the other, But for example, we say, if you're patient, you can't be angry. So we strengthen patience rather than trying to find anger, fight anger, because when we fight anger, we focus on it. Yes. But if we, you know, look at patience or my favorite is jealousy and rejoicing. Mm. So, you know, they are a pair. So if, you know, for example, I have something that I say, oh, I wish I had a podcast like Kathleen. I could do, you know, I could do two things. I can be jealous and say, you know, oh, why does she have an idol? Or I can rejoice and say, wow, you know, she's doing something I really want to do. What can I learn from her? What can I look at her? So it the missing link often is that people are not clear on their intention of meditation. They just want to have inner peace. Yes. Well, what's that?
0: that's the question
1: (laughs) exactly you know it's not just gonna pop up if you don't have you know these other two things of two and some of learning a little bit about it and contemplating you know what really fits for me because what fits for you doesn't need to be mine Mm
0: -hmm. and how
1: it helped me is meditation made me a friend of myself
0: beautiful share a bit on that for us please because that I feel is what people miss
1: Yes. One thing is that I had to admit, and it might come as a surprise, I'm human.
0: <laughs> yes, imagine that.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a Virgo. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to have things really well. And just sitting down and seeing, you know, I have, I know things, but I know li- a limited amount of things. This is what we do as humans. We only have these five or seven senses, however many a day. Mm -hmm. we want to count and we have our own lens so that is all i can see right now so if i want to widen it i need to first be okay with who i am now or else i'm fighting myself all the time Mm -hmm. and this is also what i try to or what i work with with my clients in the grit blueprint is we are with ourselves 24 7 if we're not Mm -hmm. our best friends if we are our own enemy you know we sleep we eat We breathe with our enemy. That's not fun, is it? So, um, yeah, getting to know myself. For me, meditation is really checking in with myself, being gentle, and then looking, what do I really want, and then going that direction.
0: Mm. That's actually very powerful because, for me, meditation definitely is about recognizing various aspects that either asking to be released or asking to be received you shared an experience of meditation the depths of it becoming one with consciousness and with source would you like to share about that really deep deep inner grounding that you experience
1: well there is a way of meditation after a while i mean first of all it's really good to just be able to come down relax and see just our how how our mind works and then start to be the observer of our mind and then mm-hmm. from being the observer we start to be the driver of our mind so we try mm-hmm. to be you know, not tangled up with our mind you know and bumble through the world observer driver and then from the driver there's a moment to kind of pull the mind inward and say where does all of this awareness actually stem from And then suddenly, there's nothing to pinpoint. It's just an experience of consciousness. And actually, this experience of consciousness is basically neutral, or that is equanimity. Things Mm -hmm. just pass through, like Mm -hmm. the wind passes through, the rain, somebody says something, and then we get to, um, when we get to be quite aware we can figure out the moment when our mind kicks in and judges. Mm -hmm. And then it judges, let's say I have the wind coming, I can just feel it and let the sensation just pass. Mm -hmm. Be aware, but let it pass. Then I can have the wind and then there can be a thought of like, it's a bit too cold. Mm -hmm. And it it might be an informative thing, You know, maybe I should (laughs) close the window or else I get sick, but then from the sensation, then the thought comes, it's cold. And then if we are not able to change our mind, then we get like, why is it so cold? It's July, it should be hot, you know, in Germany at least. And then we start bumbling along with it. But then there's a way of just pulling back and going back into this mere consciousness, into this mere just experience without any judgment. And that's very interesting because our whole world arises just through this spark of consciousness.
0: Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. I know you described it to me as a place of weightlessness, almost like an experience of standing with, on a very tall rock with nothing around you that you just are. And that is what really impacted me when you said that, because I've had that experience in the physical as well as meditation. And it's you can feel quite, um, the word lost came to mind, and it's not the word I'm looking for. People are afraid of letting go. They're afraid of expanding their comfort zone. Where have you found meditation has helped you to expand the boundaries of your comfort zone way beyond anything you could have expected
1: it is when I am in this state and it can come quite naturally sometimes sometimes when things are the loudest my mind just pulls back Mm -hmm. and then I can feel that there is this inner stillness that is connected to everything Mm -hmm. and that is something that is just An incredible experience because then i don't feel separate anymore i don't feel separate from let's take the example from the wind again Mm -hmm. you know i experience the wind and and my body is actually this amazing receptor of the wind and my consciousness is able to experience it and just the beauty that it is and and let it go at the same time so there were moments uh, in my life, of course, where I thought, oh, I can't do that because I'm a human and you know, I'm a woman. And I would just sort of try to question behind it, where, where does this construct come from?
0: Mm-hmm. Why do
1: I adhere to it? Is it something I really believe? Mm-hmm. And then I can find a moment of expansion and say, let's just go this one step, you know? and do something completely different, and see, and I can, I still have my consciousness, nobody can take that from me. So I can still turn that around or do something new, or listen to my discernment Mm -hmm. and find, you know, where something is is, um, really not good for me. But what really struck me with being with my parents when they passed, so putting their, comfort their moment first even though it was of course a stretch for me at that moment and then seeing consciousness expand into everything yeah i would say that was very interesting
0: and that's a very kind way of putting it and may i offer my condolences on the passing of your parents do you find that what you believe and what you have been using to uh, sustain yourself in life has helped you with the passing of your parents in a deeper way.
1: Oh, absolutely. What we, in and, and, and Buddhism, we talk about impermanence and this is what I take into, into the grid, into the growth, that nothing changes, uh, sorry, nothing stays the same even for one second. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about impermanence a lot and we actually contemplate on death in a, on a daily basis. So, you know, it can just be a plant. It can be the cells in our body. You know, our body's constantly renewing. Yes, it um, But it's also the way of seeing, for me at least, consciousness goes on. And sometimes the body, at least for my parents who were that old and that sick, the body was being difficult for them, yes. so they were just released to another place um, fortunately in, in a very good way um, so yeah no it, I, for me it was it was actually a privilege, a grace
0: to be there. Thank you so much for sharing that it's, um, many find it very difficult to share on um the passing of loved ones or the passing of people they're aware of. Where do you feel that, in some ways, the passing empowered you in a deeper level? Well, there
1: we go into energy. Um, I think all families and people who are so close are very entangled in their energy because their expectations and hopes and fears. And death can be a real release. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to to really clear the table beforehand, even if it's just for oneself, but if you can talk to the loved one and, you know, find what was good, what was bad, forgive each other, forgive oneself, and really let them go into, into an open field sort of thing without holding on to unspoken resentments or wishes or whatever it might be. I think that's really important but I could feel that the entanglement Mm -hmm. um, and I was quite conscious of really meditating again and again and really letting them go also letting my version go of their child and of going into a space where I was not anyone's child anymore.
0: Yes, you have hit on a very important point of the passing of a parent. You are no longer anyone's child. That really resonated there. If you could offer our audience one thing today for them to use this week, what would that be?
1: I would say if if what people are up to um, have a sort of meditation is to just sit down and talk to oneself as a friend, just check in. Like, you know, you would call a friend and say, hey, how are you doing? What's up? And then have this little dialogue of, you know, this is, and just have an open, compassionate ear to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Cause that is, I think, I mean, you're a coach as well. And I'm a coach. I think the privilege of doing my grid work and you doing your work is being that compassionate ear Mm -hmm. uh, for the others and giving that safe space of expansion and to look into corners that in everyday life we like to overlook. Mm -hmm. And there's a beautiful quote by Ram Dass. I'm not sure I shared it with you before. It's my favorite. I call it, we're all just walking each other home oh that's beautiful oh it's, you know, it's this- really touching so it, i really try in everyday life whenever i get upset because i can sometimes be a bit irritable uh, <laughs> just to think or to all just walking each other home so this is also something yeah again with a grid you know i'm trying to walk people home to their authenticity but also mm-hmm. if you want to do something this week just walk yourself home find a home in yourself because the moment we are in ourselves we can be our authentic heart-centered self as i like to say and then we can have this clear connection with others because then we're coherent and then you know we can build trust reliability we can have this depth in our life
0: wow so People, go back and listen to that because there's so much gold in there. In fact, put it on repeat. Daniela, that has been incredible. I just would like to say thank you so much for your time. I will be putting Daniela's contact details in the uh, show notes. Daniela, what do you feel is the most important focus of the grid blueprint for our clients before, your clients, before we um, say goodbye to everyone.
1: Yes, it is this finding the home in yourself. Uh, There's another quote you might like it too, uh, strong back, soft front.
0: Yes, yes, the mountain. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Please quickly share on that,
1: people. So that's uh, of of a Zen Buddhist called Roshi Joan Halifax. Um, And having a strong back is when you're anchored in yourself, when you're grounded in yourself, you know, you can bend a a strong back still means you're flexible, but your heart can be open to the world, but you have your own steadiness. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is, this is really what I do with a grid to really go step by step, create this safe space, create this connection so uh, people can find their own home. And, and I do that uh, even for free. I have a discovery session so people can just ring me up for an hour and we can just chat through about what is it that blocks them from feeling comfortable with themselves and what they would like to know how to make that wider because it is a tailor-made approach. We, it takes a bit of
0: search That's I feel very often what life is about is that search. It's like brings an element of expansion and of mystery, frustration too at sometimes. Daniela, thank you so much. Can you share about your travels that you've been on? Just an idea that yes, you do get to have some fun too.
1: Oh yeah, all the time. I'm I'm quite lucky. Um, because in Europe, you know, you fall out of the house and you're already in another country. So that's nice. So uh, this weekend, I was in uh, Greece because uh, there was a wedding of another part of the family. We have, so I had my first big Greek wedding, a big fat Greek mm-hmm. wedding with a lot of uh, dancing and, and uh, jumping around. So that was beautiful. Now I'm going to Ireland uh, into a tent camp, into a festival. And I'm going to do whatever, drumming and yoga and just meeting all these different people. Because after 20 years in Asia, as long as my parents were alive, I focused on them. But now suddenly I can do all of these fun things. And yeah, and I am kind of looking on finding a permanent place in in, uh, Europe so I can have a good base here.
0: That is wonderful. People, go look in the show notes. connect with Daniela and Daniela. Thank you again for your time. I so appreciate you being here, especially seeing as you're on your way between places.
1: Thank you so much, Janine. It was a pleasure and an honor to speak with you.
0: Likewise. Bye-bye, everyone. And remember, find the grace to walk yourself home. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a wonderful and incredible rest of your day and if you'd like to know more about working with me please reach out and I can share with you about my personal leadership program and much more. You can also pop over to my website janinekathleen.com and check out all the lovely goodies and resources I have for you over there. Have a wonderful day and Please leave a five-star rating, a review, and share the podcast with people who may benefit from it. Bye-bye.